Charles Adler with three minutes that matter. Death toll 93 in Maui. Smoke and ember started to surround us. We made it home, loaded a few personal items in the car and headed down south to another town some 20 miles from Lahaina, shortly before my house was overtaken by the fire. As I pulled out of the driveway, I couldn't help but think this was probably the last time I would ever see my home. It was heartbreaking. Words of Jeff Melichar, a realtor, most important, a resident of Lahaina, Hawaii. Jeff has been living there for 28 years. The odds of a person ever being killed by a shark, less than one in four million. By contrast, humans kill about 100 million sharks every year, says Holly Thomas. The writer says most of the slaughter occurs by way of thinning. Sharks' fins are cut off by fishermen. The rest of the animal then tossed back into the sea. Unable to feed or swim, the shark sinks to the ocean floor, starves to death. Or in the case of those who need to move to breathe, they suffocate. No one knows more about polarization than Ian Bremmer, the big picture thinker who is the boss of the Eurasia Group, writes words about an increasingly divided United States. Bremmer says this trend was driven first by political talk radio in the 80s, cable news since the 90s, the blogosphere since the early 2000s, and now social media algorithms. The newest media platform draws ad dollars from content designed to provoke strong emotional reaction, a process fundamentally incompatible with a well-informed and emotionally healthy society. It's a business model that maximizes profit with the use of bots and trolls, promotes extremism, and deliberately spreads false information. Ian Bremmer, who, by the way, is now Evan Solomon's boss in New York City, Bremmer has much more in his latest column in the National Post. Are we turning into a nation of slobs? Blame the pandemic? That's what most pro-observers do, but truth is it started long before COVID-19 became public enemy number one to humankind. Gus Carlson writes about the slobification of dress codes in the Globe and Mail says, during the dot-com era, many businesses moved to all casual, all the time, along with climbing walls and nap rooms and doggy relief areas, dot-com offices, where environments where shorts and flip-flops were acceptable and even encouraged. The casualization of the workplace evolved over the next two decades, he says, with more businesses relaxing the rules. With the pandemic, it then dropped off a cliff. I'm Charles Antler with three minutes of matter. Hi, I'm Joel McLeod, co-host of the 905er podcast. The 905 is one of the most diverse and densely populated regions of Canada. Four and a half million of us live, work, and play in the area surrounding Toronto. That's more people in the 905 than actually live in Toronto. Each election, the 905 decides who forms our government at both the provincial and federal levels. So why isn't more attention being focused on us here in the 905? We're looking to change that. My co-host, Roland Tanner, and I tell the stories that define what we are calling the most important region in Canada. Each week, we bring to your attention news, culture, and issues that make up what it means to be a 905er. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Or you can visit us at 905er.ca to subscribe.